you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Wednesday, July 12. Hands off the surplus. That was the rebuke of Treasurer Jim Chalmers in a speech given in Melbourne yesterday. Chalmers rejected calls to funnel the $20 billion surplus into cost of living relief, saying he doesn't want to exacerbate the Reserve Bank's inflation problem. Multi-million dollar bonuses paid to senior executives of the Snowy Hydro have come under scrutiny after a contractor working on the project died. The company's board is reviewing Snowy Hydro's safety practices and may revoke more than $4 million in remuneration if it finds critical safety targets have been missed. The world's tech giants have had their say on controversial new laws designed to combat misinformation online. And suffice to say, they're not fans. In today's episode, how Labor wants to empower the media watchdog and what it could mean for the way we live our lives online. When the COVID-19 pandemic struck in early 2020, millions of people around the world turned to the internet for information, reassurance and connection. By and large, they found it. But for every user who responsibly participated in those online conversations, there were just as many who sought to exploit our vulnerability to spread misinformation. There is no evidence that I can see that a pandemic exists. I just found some of the ingredients in the new COVID vaccine. I know this is not good. By the time a US election took place later that year, the problem had proliferated in a way that posed a very real threat to democracy. Online anger translated to offline aggression and violence, culminating in an insurrection of the nation's capital. But this problem isn't specific to America. Misinformation is everywhere online, including here in Australia. That's why the government has introduced historic new legislation that would beef up the powers of the Australian Communications and Media Authority, also known as ACMA. It wants to empower ACMA to hold tech companies like search engines, social media sites, dating sites and apps, and web forums responsible for misleading or deliberately deceptive information that appears on their platforms. Here's Minister for Communications Michelle Rowland on Sky News. Well, it's not going to be me as minister. It's not going to be the government. It is going to be the platforms utilising transparent mechanisms like fact-checking, AI. It's about the platforms identifying content that may cause harm because it is mis- or disinformation. The proposed new powers don't cover individual posts or the content of private messages. ACMA also couldn't compel the platforms to remove offending content. That's a job for the Australian eSafety Commissioner. But if its suspicions turn out to be correct and the platforms don't take steps to stamp out misinformation, ACMA could hit the offending digital platform with fines in the millions of dollars. As with all new bills, the government's proposed misinformation laws are open for public consultation. And the reaction has been swift. So it's been mixed to a degree. There are people across politics that have recognised misinformation and disinformation is pretty much a scourge on all society, really, and we need to do something about it. Sarah Ison is a political reporter with The Australian. 
But on the other hand, even those who are supportive do see that there is the potential for some pretty nasty and pervasive side effects, which is getting really heated in a way. Members of the coalition in particular have expressed concerns about the proposed new laws. So what they are saying is that it impinges on freedom of speech. It's a lot of power for a government body, for an appointed government body to have. So that's really the concern that's being raised by members of the coalition and more broadly. The coalition hasn't yet made up its mind as to its official formal party decision, and that's because this is still in the exposure draft process of this legislation. But what some are doing, and this is more people on the back bench, are they writing to their leader, Peter Dutton? Russell Broadbent did this the other day, saying, I'm really, really worried. This is one of the worst pieces of legislation I've ever seen. And sort of, I guess, agitating internally about all of this. Those on the front bench are also just being public about their concerns. Some of those front benches include former education minister Dan Tien. You've also got people like Bridget McKenzie and Barnaby Joyce and even the leader of the Nationals himself, David Littleproud. The proposal has also set off alarm bells for proponents of free speech. They're concerned the new laws could lead to censorship of legitimate news reporting or differing opinions. But the government says it's all part of the process. So the government has pointed to the coalition making moves on misinformation and basically saying, you were going to do something in this space anyway. Like, what are you getting upset about? The government has also made clear that this is a draft exposure bill and also that this would be a graduated system. And by that, I mean that really all the platforms would sort of have to demonstrate first how they're combating misinformation and disinformation. You'd have the Australian Communication and Media Authority overseeing that and it'd be a bit of a self-regulation phase. So the government's saying, this is softly, softly, it's not all at once, it's grandfathered, etc. So I suppose the message from the government at the moment is, don't freak out. Some of the world's biggest tech companies have been given the opportunity to air their thoughts on the government's proposed misinformation laws. We'll have more on that after this short break. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. Combating mis- and disinformation online is a near-impossible task for governments because it's bound up in freedom of speech. And a United States district court ruling has just made it infinitely more difficult. Last week, Louisiana District Court Judge Terry Doherty barred government departments from interacting with tech giants like Meta and Google. That means they're essentially hamstrung when it comes to combating misinformation about everything from vaccines to climate change. Our legal system is very different, but it doesn't bode well for the Australian government's attempts to rein it in, especially given tech giants have been known to toe the line publicly and then fight hard against this kind of legislation behind closed doors. Case in point, a Senate committee investigating foreign interference through social media met yesterday for the third time in a number of years. And this time, the government's proposed misinformation laws were on the agenda. 
Representatives from Meta, LinkedIn, TikTok, Google and YouTube were quizzed about the bill, which could have serious implications for the way their platforms function in Australia. Here's Committee Chair Senator James Patterson. I'm concerned that will stray far too far into legitimate areas of disagreement on public policy from Australians, and I wouldn't want to see particularly Silicon Valley headquartered tech firms deciding what is the acceptable terms of public debate within Australia. That's a matter for Australians to determine. Um, I would be interested in your views on the draft bill and how you're going to appropriately balance the need to protect those free speech rights. For the most part, they said they're still working through an official response to the bill. Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, said it plans to make a submission as part of the government's public consultation process, but it added that it's concerned that the media watchdog's beefed-up powers go further than is necessary to enforce the existing voluntary industry code. Here's Meta's Australian Head of Public Policy, Josh Machen. We can see some potential for that power to be abused or for it to be used in a way that inadvertently chills free and legitimate political expression online. The comments follow a public pledge by Meta to stamp out misinformation in the lead-up to the referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Meta's comprehensive strategy to combat misinformation will also include a funding boost for fact-checking. The company will increase its artificial intelligence to detect and block fake accounts. Meta says it's committed to safeguarding the integrity of a significant moment for Australia. Search giant Google took a similar position, saying it's on board with ACMA being empowered to enforce the existing code, but stopped short of commenting directly on the proposal. Here's Google Australia's Head of Public Policy, Rachel Lord. Yes, we are reviewing the draft bill and we will work with government on an appropriate legislative backstop to that code. Representatives for ByteDance, which owns TikTok, faced a grilling on its data management practices and the extent of the Chinese government's stake in the app. Its appearance at the Senate committee follows months of scrutiny by governments around the world, many of which have seriously considered banning TikTok over data security concerns. Interestingly, ByteDance reps who are working to repair TikTok's reputation in the eyes of government officials said they're advocates of transparency, whatever that means. So they're very different in their response to Meta and have their own agenda behind that, of course, in trying to repair the brand that is TikTok. But we are seeing, even though this bill is in its draft stages, that the whole country, whether it's the tech platforms, the legal profession, the politicians, are really exercised over this issue, which kind of brings up questions like, who is the arbiter of truth, right? Which is such a huge thing to grapple with and why it makes reporting on this particular policy area so interesting. Sarah Eisen is a political reporter with The Australian. The government's public consultation on its proposed misinformation laws is open until August 6. It'll come before the parliament at some point later in the year. You can read our journalists' ongoing reporting and analysis of the proposal at theaustralian.com.au. Hey! 
Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.